0: andrew who wrote the novels 50 shades of gray 50 shades darker and 50 shades freed stephanie Myers. i'm sorry it was e.l james david alphabetically speaking what is the last country that starts with the letter r romania i'm sorry the answer is rwanda sarah who directed the 2009 fantasy movie avatar cameron Jeff, which type of soup comes in both a cream-based New England variety and a tomato-based Manhattan variety? Chowder. Clam chowder is correct. Andrew, who was Time Magazine's 2006 Person of the Year? We were. The correct answer is me. I'll give you credit on that. David, who served as vice president under Herbert Hoover?
1: Woodrow Wilson. I... no.
0: No, I'm sorry, the answer is Charles Curtis. Sarah, found in an 1869 R.D. Blackmore novel, which title character shares a name with a line of Nabisco cookies?
2: E.L. Fudge.
0: No, I'm sorry, the answer is Lorna Doon. Jeff, since he got killed in the first one, John Krasinski only directed the sequel to what horror film? A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place is a correct answer. Andrew, how many flavors were originally offered by Baskin Robbins? 12. No, I'm sorry. The answer is 31. David, in The Empire Strikes Back, what is Han Solo frozen in?
1: Carbonite.
0: Carbonite is a correct answer. Sarah, the photograph by Alfred Eisenstate that portrays a US Navy sailor embracing and kissing a total stranger, a dental assistant on August 14, 1945, was taken
2: where? Times Square.
0: Times Square is a correct answer. Jeff, in another collaboration, Brittany was featured on a track called Scream and Shout with what member of the Black Eyed Peas? Fergie. No, I'm sorry. The answer is Will I Am. Andrew, what ageless star did people name Sexiest Man Alive in 2021? George Clooney. No, I'm sorry. It was Paul Rudd. David, what American rock band had a hit with Africa in 1982? Toto. Toto is a correct answer. Sarah, how many president's faces are sculpted on Mount Rushmore? Four. Four is a correct answer. Jeff, what trophy is awarded to the winning team in the annual football game between Duke University and the University of North Carolina? The I hope they all
3: lose trophy.
0: No, I'm sorry. The answer is the victory bell. Andrew, prompting modern day predictions of the apocalypse, which ancient civilization used a calendar that ended on December 21st, 2012? The Mayans. The Mayans is a correct answer. David, in which ancient language was the epic poem The Odyssey originally written? Latin. No, I'm sorry. The answer was Greek. Sarah, according to the iceberg model of your consciousness, what two-letter part lurks entirely below the surface?
2: The id.
0: The id is a correct answer. And Jeff, in a standard game of Monopoly, what is the cost to purchase proper- the property Park Place? What? 450. I'm sorry, it was 350.
4: And at the end of the hot seat, Andrew has 200, David has 200, Sarah has 400 and Jeff has 200. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia.
0: First was the hot seat round. Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager, but if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions, or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies, The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30 second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions, or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's frenemy champion. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia, where friends quickly become enemies. I'm your host, Tim Dipple, and joining me is my special co-host and best friend of me, the Charmander to my squirtle, Brittany. Brittany, how you doing and what you drinking?
4: Hey, Tim. I enjoy that reference. Um, I Especially because am... it
0: means I win.
4: I mean, not depending on levels. So, you know... You, you could only have Bubble, and I could be a char- almost about to be a Charmeleon. So, you know, it's all about game and strategy and, you know, whatever. I'm going to leave the joke about you having
0: game uh, alone.
4: Yeah, I know. I don't really have game, and I'm aware. I started my ga- one of my questions off the other night with, if you have it, you already know. If you don't, you're probably hosting this trivia game what four-letter word was Oxford's word of the year, and that y- word was riz, which I don't have. What I do have is beer, so I'm going to <laughs> open that. Um, it was sunny here in Illinois today for the first time in, like, I don't know, it feels like 17 years. <laughs> um, Sorry, audio medium, but somehow one of our guests keeps triggering some sort of, like, celebration thing on their camera, Uh, but yeah, celebrate the sun. It's great occasionally, Um, but I thought for fun, uh, I would have from Black Horizon Brewing Company, the Stealing Sunshine Blood Orange Sour Ale.
0: Very nice. You've gotten better at that.
4: Well, you know, it's it's all in the wrist and holding the can away a little bit from the mic so I can get more stability one of those two things
0: or both both is good Nah, but let's jump into meeting today's players you heard them in our hot seat round we are going to kick this one off in tulsa oklahoma with andrew andrew how you doing what you drinking and who would you consider to be your frenemy
5: uh i am i'm doing not bad uh long day at work but one day isn't long when you're at work uh I'm not much of an alcoholic drinker, so tonight I'll be drinking a vintage uh, grape Gatorade.
0: I'm sorry, that one is called Purple? Purple,
5: yeah. Fair enough, fair enough.
0: <laughs> if you know made...
4: the names of the colors, you're a cop and you have to tell us.
5: <laughs> it made no sound when I opened it.
0: That's fine.
5: Ah, grapey.
0: And uh, who would you consider to be your frenemy?
5: Uh, probably my job. Because I'm a teacher and... I love the kids, but at the same time, they're kids. Uh, what age do you teach? I teach high school. I teach sophomores, mainly. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I coach football. I coach track. And then recently, I've started having to drive a bus route, which is why my work's probably my friend of me.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Well, we are glad to have you for your first appearance on the show. Also, uh, making his first appearance in Chicagoland Land. David, David, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy?
1: I'm doing, I think I have Andrew Beat on the work week. I'm in sales, and I put up the giant goose egg this week, which really sucks. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and crack a beer open, maybe my second of the day. I cannot confirm or deny today. But I am drinking something from a brewery called Hidden Hand just outside of Chicago. Um, and it's very fitting that it is called She'll Know. Because that is my theory tonight on this game. As I uh, I'm gonna play. And we're gonna hear it hopefully.
0: Maybe
2: that came through.
0: So I, I, I heard it. I heard it.
1: Yeah. And uh, as for my friend of me I've thought long and hard for the last week, and I'm going to say Pearl Jam because they have yet to officially announce their tour. They have yet to release the new album or singles, and I am a diehard Pearl Jam fan.
3: So they're George R. R. Martining this shit, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we know the names of the songs for the last three months just put it on the radio already. Let me buy my tickets so I know what I need to like save.
0: Pearl Jam officially getting added to the list of frenemies of the podcast. Um we have a returning star Uh, You heard her last season, both in the regular season and in the tournament of frenemies from Redlands, California. It's Sarah Kalori. Sarah, how you doing? What you drinking? And who's your frenemy these days?
2: Oh, hi, hi, hi. I'm excited to be here. This feels like the first break I've had in about two and a half weeks. So this is, uh, I need this. Um, What I am drinking tonight. uh, Well, I'm going to do my frenemy first because it makes more sense. Last time I was here, my friend of me was drunk Sarah, because I'd just gotten off something where I had like a three-day hangover. It was it was a great time, but the hangover was bad. My friend of me right now is go-getter Sarah because it is the beginning-ish of this semester here for me. And I don't say no to things and I overpromise and want to get involved in too much. And I haven't had a day off in like three weeks, and I was taking bets with our department and men like what point in the semester is my breakdown going to happen so thanks go getter sarah and because of that i like to usually go and get stuff from local breweries but all i had time to get was a modello that has been in my fridge as a leftover from a christmas party yeah. that's pretty good
0: very okay. nice uh, I could definitely relate to uh, not having a break. We took a three-month hiatus from the show and did a whole <laughs> trivia advent calendar in the middle of it.
2: It was <laughs> awesome, by the way. I'm a yeah, taking breaks. Uh,
0: I know that's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> our final guest tonight, making his first appearance since the very first episode from just north of me in Raleigh, North Carolina, it's Jeff Woodhead. Jeff, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your friend of me?
3: I'm doing. Okay, uh, I am, uh, thanks for having me back. That's, uh, that's great. It means, uh, I only pissed off just enough people to stay on the list. So, okay. Um, I am drinking the, uh, uh chocolate orange milk stout from the Stewhead Brewery in Raleigh, North Carolina. And by the Stewhead Brewery, I mean my kitchen. Uh, see, <laughs> um, so uh, it tastes a little home-brewy, but it's, uh, it's a solid beer. It's one that I've had in the keg for probably about a month now. So it's uh, um, aging quite nicely. Um, my me, honestly, I think there's only one choice here, and it would be my five-year-old. <laughs> uh, because, you know, chasing one of those around constantly is uh, um, wonderful, but, man...
2: I, I thought about saying mine But I was like yeah. so, it seems mean. <laughs>
0: Can not relate I have a nearly three-year-old Who's Probably seven uh...
1: wait, 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 wait I have a 13-year-old son And he almost Trumped Pearl Jam, so <laughs> uh,
3: I have a
0: 15-year-old It goes back and forth between uh, the two right? of them Honestly, See, okay.
1: So you know
0: <laughs> Yeah if there's any recurring theme on the show, it's cats and kids for the frenemy list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a cat and two kids. So. <laughs> we are glad to have everybody here uh, today. Uh, we are going to jump into our team round. Uh, our matchup is going to be Andrew and Jeff. And what team name have you picked for yourselves?
5: The Beard and the Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Team A is uh, Andrew and Jeff are the beard and the beautiful uh, Team B is going to be consisting of Sarah and David and what name did you choose for yourselves?
1: Sarah, it was all you and I think we got our ours in first
2: We did, but being that I was like the only lady in the contestants I was like, why don't we go with beauty and the beard? <laughs>
4: <laughs> that luck, was man. not
0: planned Yeah So we have the Beard and the Beautiful taking on Beauty and the Beard. Um, And Beard and the Beautiful is going to start with 1,400 points. Beauty and the Beard is going to start with 1,600. As we jump into section one, and your categories in section one are Doubled Up in the Shrub, which is a video games question. Skimming Through the Law Books, which is a history question. And between the red and black, which is a geography question. So go ahead and send Brittany your wagers.
5: We'll agree at some point, Jeff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I think let's go with yours. I, uh... Okay.
4: <clears throat> uh, Tim, I have both team sets of wagers.
0: Okay, Brittany. So let's dive into question number one in the category of "Doubled Up in the Shrub," a video games question. Taking its name from a lyric in Taking its name from a lyric in a song in the game, as well as a move in the franchise, "Pretending I'm a Superman" is a documentary by Swedish director Ludvig Gur, chronicling the impact of what game series first released by NeverSoft in 1999.
1: Yeah, I think we can lock in, Sarah if you agree
2: yeah put it in the chat that we locked
0: all right beauty and the beard is locked the beard and the beautiful you can talk this out i I don't know how much talking there's gonna be i got nothing on video games uh i mean
5: (laughs) so i play video games but i was not playing these video games probably in 1999
3: uh well it's a series that started in 1999 so yeah, maybe you've played one of the later ones
5: maybe um i don't think it's Metal gear solid because i debuted earlier i think i don't think it's never soft all right i'm trying to think uh, what the clue could mean too i thinking, thinking of games you might hide in shrubs do you I play do you, you play any video games
3: no i don't i this is like yeah it it is easily the worst category for me at all. So I've got, unless it's like the Incredible Machine or something, <laughs> which is fucking not. Uh, um, I don't know, like Final Fantasy, and that's the only those are the only ones I I'm, know. Just, right? I've played like, lots
5: of Final Fantasy, no, it's not that. Could be something. Could be like a, a first person shooter, like a Call of Duty, or something like. It could that. Could be that. You want to just go Call of Duty because I don't really know who produces Call of Duty
3: feel like that's more recent but i mean sure I i'm not ga- know, i'm not going to come up with anything
5: else that's, i don't know when and, the first one came out so
0: yeah all right I, let's go with it we'll Fine. Go with call of duty okay the uh the beard and the beautiful lock in with call of duty beauty and the beard you locked in pretty quick what did you say here
1: uh sarah you had this one or at least a good thought so i'm gonna let you go ahead and take over
2: I'm not a video game person, but I am a Ska and Punk kid. Um, Pretending I'm a Superman, isn't it? um, Goldfinger lyrics. So I was like, what video games had all the Ska and Punk soundtrack? I went with the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series.
0: Here I am doing everything I can, holding on to what I am, pretending I'm a Superman. Uh, It is Goldfinger lyrics, and the game featured in, uh, that featured Goldfinger lyrics is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I uh, so so beauty and the beard is gonna get this one correct.
2: Uh, i'm I'm mad at wager like I'm terrible at video games it was the it was essentially a hidden music that I like questions so.
0: <laughs> yeah uh, uh, Tim,
4: did you wanna ask for wagers
0: oh yeah, yeah, I probably should do that. I swear I've done this before uh the beard and the beautiful, what did you wager on yourselves and your opponents here uh we 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 only went a hundred on ourselves uh we went
3: uh 300 on them i guess so and
0: beauty and the beard what were your wagers
1: we uh i believe we did 100 on each side
2: i stereotyped and i was like it's two dudes they probably know video games <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, so um, the, the one female contestant is the one who got it correct so stereotype reversed mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so Brittany, with with the answer being tony hawks pro skater what happened to our scores
4: uh sure Tim uh and just for our listeners uh to clarify on that clue doubled up in the shrub there's a saying that a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush so Tony Hawk being a bird oh my god it's worth oh, two wow. in the bush oh wow okay wow That so, was... Uh... <laughs> uh, but did the Jay beard, Borsum write that for you <laughs> uh no Aaron Myers did actually. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I still don't think I'm stretching enough to quite match what you did there.
4: Yeah, uh, uh, Aaron is a. Ritter. No, we love you, Aaron. Ritter. Yeah. Um, mine was gonna be that guy who looks like Tony Hawk, but uh, we <laughs> we can't just put the answers and the clues for you. So <laughs>
5: you could put you could put Maya's dad. Um
4: but. The Beard and the Beautiful are going to lose 400 points there, where Beauty and the Beard picked up 200, meaning we go into question two with a score of 1,800 to 1,000.
0: Okay, and question two is skimming through the law books, which is a history question. The so-called Twinkie defense is an improbable legal defense stating that Dan White was suffering from diminished mental capacity as a result of sugary foods when he mar- murdered George Moscone and what other individual in November 1978? Yeah, we'll lock in on this one.
5: Yeah, yeah, we're locked in.
0: The Beard and the Beautiful locked in. Beauty and the Beard, go ahead and talk it out.
1: Well, I've heard of the tw- Twinkie defense. But I have no clue what it means.
2: I guess, did anyone significant, who can we name that significantly gotten murdered in November 1978? Because if they're asking about it, it's going to be like a significant enough name, I would hope.
1: I'm more on the birthdays type of, like, when they're born. <laughs> not when they die type of guy. So... um,
2: Does the name George Moscone ring a bell? Because it does not for me.
1: I was just about to ask that. I, I, no, it does not. No, is it like 70. a famous
2: woman or someone? Because if it's like a man, was it like a lover's quarrel or is it, is it EL fudge? It's Twinkie defense. You know e. what? I, again, I well, like
1: EL fudge.
2: I don't know. There's too many. We wagered, <laughs> we wagered poorly. We're not going with the joke answer if we can logic this out.
1: If you can logic this out,
2: that's a big, we'll yeah. go with
1: your answer, but I got nothing. I like I said. Okay. I'm, I feel I'm like the Twinkie Defense might have been in Florida California. Is
2: there any famous celebrities murdered around then? Or Whoa
1: What about Harvey Milk?
2: Yeah, let's Wasn't go with that. Wasn't he
1: seventy eight?
2: Probably. That's a good one.
1: If you said California and for feel some like reason, I think it
2: was a California thing.
1: Yeah, it doesn't say California, but, like, he was killed with somebody else, and I want to say it was just before I was born, so 78, 79. Let's go with it. Harvey Milk, then. Let's lock that in, then.
0: Beauty and the Beard, lock in with Harvey Milk, the Beard and the Beautiful. What was your answer?
3: uh, We spent a while being like, oh, yeah, they're never going to get there, and then,
0: whoa, you suddenly got
5: there. (laughs) if you look look at the category skimming through the law books milk can also be skim
1: i didn't mean look at the category
5: yeah
0: yeah it is harvey milk (laughs) okay so you locked in with harvey milk harvey milk and what was your wagers here
5: uh we wagered 300 on us and 100 on them
0: and beauty and the beard what were your wagers
1: uh, we did 300 on us and 200 on them, I believe.
0: Okay, well, uh, the the Beard and the Beautiful do, did pick up on the clue of skimming through the law books. Uh, the Twinkie defense was used in the defense case of Dan White after he murdered George, George Moscone and Harvey Milk. Harvey Milk is the answer we were looking for there. So, Brittany, what happened to our scores?
4: Uh, Well, Tim, both teams got that one right, and both teams are picking up points, but the Beard and the Beautiful are closing the gap a little bit, picking up 200 points, where Beauty and the Beard picked up 100, making our score going into question three, 1,900 to 1,200 in favor of Beauty and the Beard.
0: Thank you. Our final question in section one, between the red and black, which is a geography question, the Landmark, also known as AON Landmark 72, is a super-tall skyscraper found in what world capital city? Technically, it's actually three towers, with the Kyongnam Finance Tower having 72 stories and a set of twin hotel towers at 48 stories each. While construction began in 2007, it did not open until 2011, presumably because they could only build one floor at a time and could not stick a new floor on one that was smaller than it.
1: It's your call, Sarah. All right. I so
2: said I'm going to lock with it and suffer the consequences.
0: Okay, so Beauty and the Beard are locked in. Beard and the Beautiful, go ahead and talk out your thoughts.
3: Yeah, everything is throwing me off here because like, All right, so I, I, I want to, I want a clarification on the question real quick. The, the, is, is it that the wording that the tower is financed by Kyungnam or is it the Kyungnam finance tower or is it so like, where is the, uh, <laughs> where's the, uh, where's the hyphen here? Where's the, what, it like? Is what is financed like... by Kyungnam. Okay. I got you. All right. Thanks.
4: Does that interpretation change the answer for the locked team?
2: No, I don't think so. Okay.
3: Okay, so.
5: Uh, Alright. Yeah, uh... So yeah, I don't so I don't think it's the Birch Clefix. I think that was completed before that, and that doesn't sound very Asian, which is what the Kyangnum right, well, Ky- like.
3: it, me- it just means it was. See that opens the Middle East back up again because that means it just it was financed by a Korean group that doesn't necessarily it, mean it's in Korea, right?
5: It, yeah, it does. But I think the Burj Khalifa was completed like 2007,
3: right? Yeah, which I'm thinking that this is uh, that that it might be Riyadh or something because it's uh, I don't know the whole between the red and the black thing makes me think of the you know that's that's the Middle East, right? Because it's between the Red Sea and the Black Sea. But yeah, but. Uh,
5: I, I, I know i taught this because i taught geography for four years yeah and i know i taught this and it's it's i mean if if hanoi Southeast is ringing a bell Asia, for you it it does more than the other things we've said because okay. i do think because i know it's not the burj khalifa and i don't i don't recall any large towers in the solar pyongyang that i can think of offhand so hanoi is the only thing that's really jumping out to me other than that
3: yeah I kind of feel like Pyongyang was, uh, I know that there's like some random super tall thing in Pyongyang because they are just like, you know, they want to spend their money on that instead of, you know, feeding their people, but I, I don't know because you could only build one floor at a time and could not stick a new, oh yeah, right. It's Hanoi. <laughs>
5: What made you come to that conclusion? the <laughs> The last
3: then. thing is the Tower of Hanoi puzzle because you can't stick the the ring on top of the smaller ring. So,
5: oh, okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I th- I think I'm I'm more confident in your answer now, Leo. So let's go with it.
5: <laughs> okay, we'll lock in Hanoi.
0: Okay, the beard and the beautiful lock in with Hanoi. Beauty and the beard. What did you lock in with, and what were your wagers?
2: Um, it would have been awfully convenient to know that that puzzle was called the Towers of Hanoi before this. We were in a similar part of the world. We did the like, oh, it's going to be. A-. When I tight when you saw I was like, it's going to be about something near the Black and the Red Sea.
3: And I was like, right?
2: No. <laughs> um, I picked up on like Pyongyang sounding Korean. And I was like, wasn't there that weird ass tower in Pyongyang that's a triangle that they kind of opened but never really finished? And I was like, maybe it's that weird building because I remember it being like multiple triangles. Um, so I went with Pyongyang because I did not know that puzzle had a name.
0: And what were your wagers?
2: Good question. 200 for us, 300 for them.
0: And the beard and the beautiful, what were your wagers here? 200 both ways. Okay. Uh, So, yes, um, there is the red and black seas. uh, But we were referring to the red and black rivers when we said it is between the red and the black. This is Hanoi.
4: And thank you, Jeff, for picking up on the Tower of Annoy problem because... That is definitely how this question started. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, Brittany, you what and like five drawn... listeners are enjoying that joke right
5: now. <laughs> yep, because yep. he explained it and I still didn't understand it. I'm just
4: salty. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
2: I will never forget the name of that puzzle. Now, well, right? Yeah, there you go. I
4: sent a message to Tim in the middle of that that says, "I hate water geography <laughs> because <laughs> I forgot that there was a red and black sea." <laughs> That bordered the Middle East, and that was an unintentional misdirect. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> I
3: actually thought it was quite a clever misdirect. Why don't you just oh, take credit an for an it, exactly
4: Brittany? Clever, and I did it entirely on purpose.
5: <laughs> we can edit that part. We can edit that last part out, right?
0: Yeah. Well, Brittany, what happened to our wagers there?
4: Uh, sure. Uh, we actually have a lead change because between the two teams, that was a nine hundred point swing. Beauty and the Beard lost five hundred on that one, and. The Beard and the Beautiful picked up 400. So that means we're going to enter Section 2 with a score of 1,600 to 1,400 in favor of The Beard and the Beautiful.
0: Okay. Section 2 categories are Tim Blah Blah's a hit in music, A Survivor's Tale in art, and Hands-On, which is a science question. Go ahead and send Brittany the wagers.
4: Tim. I have both team sets of wagers.
0: Okay, well, it is time for me to blah blah a hit as we uh, jump into section two. I want you to identify this hit that spent eight weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2023. No remorse, no regret, I forgive every word you said. Ooh, I didn't want to leave you, baby. I didn't want to fight, started to cry, but then I remembered I...
4: Tim, I always enjoy your blob lying.
0: Yeah, well, you took my country last week, so I needed to do something different. All right, we're going to lock in.
2: Oh, Lord. I was like, oh, Billboard, top, it's been on eight weeks. Oh, maybe I know it. It's popular enough. Last year, mm-mm. I have, like, my my Scott and Punk playlist from, like, high school and college and grad school that I listen to on repeat, and I can't name, like, anything popular. Uh, I don't, I don't know how you, it, it...
1: for some reason, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm looking at this. It sounds very like a woman singing it. Okay. And then second is like Taylor had like, how many number, like top 10 hits in the billboards.
2: All right. 10 at once. Like... She
1: owned, she owned all top 10 at once. So no remorse, no regret. I forget every word you said, but like, I didn't want to fight it when it started to cry almost makes me think of anti-hero her first hit off the album for midnights I have two stepdaughters who either a will appreciate the answer or yell at me that I'm wrong
2: I mean what is that song about like for my what they like I feel like it's almost like it's leading into something that like but then I remembered, I am the best Remember, I am so much better than you because you're an idiot. Yes, like, it's it's I'm
1: the is anti-hero. That,
2: is that what's about? Okay, then go yes, then go it's, with it's it. It's like
1: no, like everybody hates me, and I I kick on myself. But no, wait, I'm here. I'm the antihero. Okay, it's my me. favorite
2: my I'm favorite sorry. Taylor Swift song is the one mashed up with because the ghost remember, screaming. Like so, I don't know.
1: Um, you know what? And it's a great beer by Revolution. Go and, for it. In Chicago, let's go with the anti-hero. Like, screw it. And my stepdaughters, who will never listen to this podcast, hate me. Screw it.
0: Beauty and the Beard locking in with anti-hero. Beard and the Beautiful, what did you say here, and what were your wagers?
3: Andrew, uh, you take this one.
5: Yep, so Jeff actually knew it uh, based on the lyrics. I don't know the lyrics, but I can sing the next line because I know the chorus once he told me the song. So I believe the chorus goes, I can buy myself flowers. Write my name in the sand. So it's Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Ah, God damn it. And what were your wagers? Uh, we wagered 200 for us and 100 for them.
0: Okay. Beauty and the Beard, what did you wager?
2: Uh, 300 for us and 200 for them.
0: Okay. Uh, as the Beard and the Beautiful so beautifully put... This was Flowers by Miley Cyrus, which spent eight weeks at number one in 2020. I feel like I've
2: heard the
4: name of that song and there's just yeah. Now to be fair, it spent six weeks and then one week and one week, but that adds up to eight. So <laughs> it does.
0: I didn't know it was one of the yo-yo songs. <laughs> okay. So Brittany, what happened to our scores?
4: Uh well, Tim, we had another significant swing there. Uh, Beauty and the Beard lost 500 points where the Beard and the Beautiful picked up 300. So we enter question two with a score of 1900 to 900.
0: Okay, so let's head to question number two in A Survivor's Tale, an art question. Art Spiegelman is an American cartoonist responsible for creating the Garbage Pail Kids, as well as what graphic novel published from 1980 to 1991, but which became the best-selling book on Amazon in January 2022? We're locked in. The Beard and the Beautiful locked in. Uh, Beauty and the Beard, go ahead and talk this out.
1: Um. Sarah, I think, has it. And yeah, I, I
2: had it just autocorrected several times to various things.
1: Right, and I, I have no clue. It's literature and art and like no. Yeah, I don't do that stuff.
2: Maze, maze, effing autocorrect. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, if you feel comfortable with that, I'm gonna trust you.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, um, I did not know about the garbage pail series. That's amazing, and I kind of want the reverse of this asked at some point. Um, but we went with mouse.
0: Okay, and what did you wager on this one?
2: Uh 100 for that us 300 for them.
0: Okay, so you locked in with Mouse and Beard and the Beautiful. What did you lock in with?
3: Yeah, we went with Mouse as well. Uh same wagers
0: actually, 100 300. <laughs> Okay, everybody locking in with Mouse. Everybody betting 100 on themselves and 300 on the their opponents. And yes, this is Mouse and yes, I completely wrote this question because I realized that Garbage Pale Kids and Mouse were written by or uh, drawn by the same person. And that's just kind of a weird combination. <laughs> ladies, get you a ladies, get you a guy who could do both.
4: <laughs> I was going to say, he actually had started on Mouse when he designed the Garbage Pail Kids. Like, he was already working on Mouse. Huh. So, not only were they the same person, they were happening at the same time.
0: Yep. Art Spiegelman, uh, the cartoonist responsible for Garbage Pail Kids and Mouse. And Brittany, what happened to our wagers there?
4: Uh, Sure, Tim. Uh, and for those wondering, the clue there with the Survivor's Tale, that is the subtitle of one of the collections of mouse stories. Um, I believe it's the first collection, um, if I remember correctly. But uh, both teams ran into that fun thing that we do here at Frenemy sometimes where both teams can get it right and lose points. Both teams lost 200 points, so we go into question three of section two with a score of 1,700 to 700.
0: And I am... <laughs> I read A Survivor's Tale... And I confused it with another story about Jewish mice Fibble and read it left. as
4: or like, uh, well, yeah, Fivel and
0: Ameri- uh, an American Tale. <laughs> yeah, American
4: <laughs> tale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually under, uh, fun fact. By
3: the way. It is. Uh, it's great.
4: Art Spiegelman pushed forward the release of Mouse because he heard about Spielberg's and American Tale and didn't want people conflating them. So he may he didn't want people thinking that he ripped off Steven Spielberg, um, even though neither one is a story that's a rip off of the other. He didn't want to be confused with Steven Spielberg, so he pushed forward the release of Mouse, which is why it was published in two collections rather than one.
0: Okay, yeah, I definitely just read that as a, a five hole clue, and I don't know Mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> I guess it works okay, both our. Days. Our final question is in the category of hands on a science question. Sounding more like something you'd look at photos of or hide from Glen Close, what constellation is also known as the Poop Deck? It was once considered part of the overlarge constellation Argo Novice, uh, along with Carina and Vela. I am going to need teams to start circling around to an answer.
2: Well, then you should write easier questions sorry <laughs> <laughs> we'll lock in sorry i'm feeling sassy apparently
5: beard and
0: the beautiful have locked in beauty and the beard you got about a minute to talk this okay
2: out. i'm trying to think like hands on what do we think of hands on? hands on directly on the forehead um things you keep away from glenn clothes i'm thinking like i just want to be calling this constellation dalmatia Um, like puppies. She killed rabbit in that movie where she was like someone's stalker, which I don't remember. What else do I know about Glenn Close? Um, or that you'd take a picture of, like my pet puppy, but that's not a constellation.
1: Like I said, I was trying to help you out there, like, but I got jack shit.
2: It's okay. It's okay. I really thought this was gonna be about like bones in the hands, guys. So that's what I was banking on And I don't know many of those um,
1: I was hoping for like Eighth grade like science projects
2: I don't I know do It's probably an something answer. I've encountered In I
1: think I'm going to go Like what you put out there earlier
2: Okay we're going to go with this... something that It's the animal skin themed It has to do with the Argo I'm just going to call it the Golden Fleece And that's probably not right
0: Okay uh Beauty and the Beard lock in with the golden fleece. The Beard and the Beautiful. What did you lock in with? We got stuck on Dalmatia
3: and never left. <laughs> and what were your wagers? Uh, we actually went three hundred on us and two hundred on them. <laughs> so
2: we we went two hundred on us and one hundred on you. So we're not that. Oh no, we we did. Wait, no, no. I think we put. Wait, hold on. We went. That's right. Yeah, two hundred for us, one hundred for you.
0: Okay. Um, So this one is our first double stumper. Um, The answer we were looking for here is the constellation Puppis. uh, P-U-P-P-I-S. So you guys were both, are all circling around in that same. uh, I think had either of us known
3: that constellation existed, we would have gotten there.
4: (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't sure it it was a constellation I ran across and I was, And I forgot to look up the pronunciation, so if you saw me and Tim giggling, what was happening is I told Tim, I don't know if this is pronounced like puppies or poopis. And Tim goes, it's pronounced like pup-piss, according to Wikipedia. I was like, that's the worst option! Like, (laughs) I legitimately, because of Latin pronunciation, thought it was puppies when I saw it. So I was like, oh, you would hide puppies from Glenn Close because she'll turn them into a coat. And you know you look at cute photos of puppies
0: for the record i think when i play tested this i did also say you Dalmatia. you also did say
4: dalmatia yeah
0: yeah one, one does look at pictures of
3: dalmatia it's a beautiful place <laughs>
4: yeah i don't uh, think it's i i did look to make sure that's not a constellation but it's not
0: <laughs> so Brittany, we're leaving section two and what are our scores look like
4: leaving section two tim both teams lost 100 points there So we will enter Section 3 with a score of 1,600 to 600 in favor of The Beard and The Beautiful. Still alive!
0: And our categories for Section 3 are Where Are the Pilots, a movie's question, It's a Skankin' Explosion, a television question, and JJ, Tracy, and Savannah, a language question. Go ahead and send Brittany your Section 3 wagers.
1: Are you okay with that, Sarah?
2: Yes, that's fine.
1: Okay. Plus, it's for know. fake.
2: It's for fake internet points. It's fine. We're here to drink a beer and have fun and learn some learn about the creator of Mouse also doing Garbage Pail Kids, which I feel right. like is the most important. Like, I thought we got like tonight.
1: really cool T shirts and like a cruise. <laughs> it's like you does that uh-huh. not happen here
4: where's our, our cruise yeah. Shaw? where's we're our, our cruise
2: is enough for us to get
1: cruise yeah Jay <laughs> promised me a cruise if I won
4: <laughs> you know
2: we're going to Chicago and she's just gonna push us in a rowboat like
4: yeah. did, <laughs> did she promise you a cruise or a motorboat <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: boy
2: <sighs> that makes me miss my rugby days.
4: Uh, But, Tim, I do have both team sets of wagers.
0: Okay, so we jump into section three, question one. The category is where are the pilots, a movie question. The 1994 film Quiz Show directed by Robert Redford was a dramatization of the events surrounding what 1950s game show? It's the most precise question I've ever written for Frenemy.
4: I was a little worried because it was so short. (laughs)
5: We're locked in. <laughs> you guys are locked in?
0: The Beard and the Beautiful are locked in. Beauty and the Beard, go ahead and talk this one out.
1: Yeah, as I put out there, Buck. I know the movie.
2: It's it's the one, is it like, is it an actual, like I've never seen it, but is it actually based on the real life thing where it was like the quiz show scandals?
1: I believe so. Um, But I can't think of the quiz show.
2: But was it something like the blank dollar amount question?
1: Um, yeah, the blank question might work. Like, for some reason, like, it's just falling into a hole in my mind that, like, I I don't know.
2: 20, oh, yeah. The quiz show scandals. Um, it was the blah, 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 blah game. Um, yeah. It's, it's like works. you knew what
1: happened. But, like. I, I wonder if it's this, like the
2: $21,000 like, question or something, but I'm like, what amount of money would they give no, 21,
1: out? No, 21 was Pyramid, right? wasn't it?
2: No, it was like a weird number, I feel like. But I thought the name of it was like the money amount question.
1: What's the Pyramid game show?
2: Like $50,000 Pyramid or whatever. Is whatever it, it changes. Probably I thought it was
1: 21, that. yeah. But if you came up with 21.
2: I don't know where that came, I came from. I did not like
1: that, yeah. no, $21,000 $21, question. 000 yeah
2: i don't know um i feel like it's something I, that's, I feel like that's the format of it i'm just like i don't know what the number is but we're going down and we're gonna go down swinging yeah why not okay you want the twenty one thousand dollars question i'm like that's a lot 000. of money that's a lot of money for the 50s <laughs> oh, but it's fine yeah. it's fine it's just Fuck fake it. internet, fake internet yeah, points,
1: fucking, yeah. and a good list with, with friends on the internet.
2: Yeah. Don't stress that out. Twenty one
1: thousand dollar question locked in.
0: Okay, so beauty and the beard lock in with the twenty one thousand dollar question. Beard and the beautiful. What did you lock in with, and what were your wagers,
3: man? Y'all, y'all were, y'all were circling right around it.
5: It's just <laughs> It's just called, like, like, called twenty one.
3: The show is just it's called hidden. 21.
5: It's a hidden uh, music question. There's 21 pilots. Yep. Oh. It's 21.
3: <laughs> yeah, 21 is just the name of the show.
2: Oh.
0: And oh, what were your nice. wagers there?
5: Uh, 300 on us, 100 on them.
0: And what about Beauty and the Beard?
2: No points. Here we go. We wagered uh, we we-
0: nothing on us and nothing
1: on them.
2: Uh, 300 three hundred, three. <laughs> 300 and 200. We got 100 more so I can hear the sky question.
0: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the clue there leading to 21 pilots. This show was simply called 21. Um, it was the center of the game show scandal. It's how we, It's what led to the, uh, committee that makes sure game shows aren't rigged anymore. It was rebooted in the two thousands with, uh, Maury Povich, hosting uh so Brittany, what did that do to our scores
4: uh well tim they are still hanging on but beauty and the beard did lose 500 points there and uh the beard and the beautiful picked up 400 so going into question two we have a score of 2000 to 100
0: Question two in section three is in the category of It's a Skankin' Explosion, a television question. The band The Toasters provided the theme song Two-Tone Army and much of the soundtrack locked for in. what 1990s sketch comedy show that was spun off of All That?
2: Lock that in.
0: The beard, uh, Beauty and the Beard are locked in. The Beard and the Beautiful can go ahead and talk this out.
5: So I know Uh, of some spinoffs, but it doesn't say it's live action. And like, Kablam! Uh, was a spinoff of all that. I do want to say the Amanda show was a spinoff of all that, but I'm not sure. The only one I'm positive is Kablam!
3: I I mean, let's go with that. I I I know anything about the music aspect. The only 1990s sketch comedy show that I could name would be The State. And I'm pretty sure that was Kids in the Hall uh, that uh, that spun off of. So uh i don't know where the hell that spin been off it's fun off it of wasn't
2: it was original out of the state comedy troupe oh
3: yeah oh yeah okay, okay. yeah well, yeah. Uh, but, uh, well then yeah, we'll, we'll just
5: yeah we'll we'll go with kablam then because it's the only thing that i know for sure was a spin-off of yeah. all
0: that. that's uh, all you man okay and what did you wager here
5: uh we wagered 200 on us and 200 on them
0: okay uh and beauty and the beard what did you say and what did you wager
2: Uh, well, I I got excited. I said, locked in real loud, because it was about Ska, thank you. Um, and then I typed Kablam, and then it auto-corrected to Kaplan, and I didn't mean to auto-correct with the name of the test prep company, um, (laughs) but we went with Kablam. I got real excited, because we had only 100 points, and I was like, I at least know Ska. Thank you for (laughs) giving me two Ska-adjacent questions in one game, when everyone in the world has forgotten about Ska.
0: And what were your wagers? Two
2: hundred and one hundred? Mm-hmm.
0: yeah okay um well both teams are correct here and sarah released her own and explosion uh, <laughs> this was kaplam. um yeah
4: and thank you aaron for that clue because he was like oh we should do this one because the toasters are a ska band and i was like okay cool someone's gonna really appreciate that i did not know this. I did
5: <laughs> fun fun fact: I only learned Kablam was a spinoff like a week ago.
2: It was on. It was it a throwback trivia takedown? Yes, it was. Yeah, I was like I also this question was on throwback trivia takedown like last week.
0: I may have gotten inspiration from. I thought it was triviality, but it might have been one of the trivia two. takedown.
2: Maybe it um, was triviality, but I've
0: trivia podcasts I listen to. Who knows?
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's I, only twelve questions in the universe, y'all. Like, there's only twelve <laughs> facts that you can ask questions on.
0: And so. your boyfriend knows ten of them (laughs) oh good lord (laughs) Uh, so Brittany, what happened to our scores there
4: uh well tim what happened is both teams got it right the beard and the beautiful pushed their points uh but beauty and the beard actually picked up a hundred so we're going into question three with a score of two thousand to two hundred
0: The comeback begins as we head to question three in section three in the category of JJ, Tracy, and Savannah, a language question. What term for an international social group of wealthy people who travel the world to participate in social activities largely replaced cafe society around the time that Pan Am launched the Boeing 707? The term has largely been supplanted by glitterati following the democratization of air travel.
5: we good with that jeff yeah yeah i think so all right we'll lock
0: the beard and the beautiful are locked in beauty and the beard go ahead and talk this out
1: yeah i mean i i kind of like where you're going with that but like do we put the like the post to it you said jet set is it jet set or jet setters?
2: I feel like jet set is a collective group, jet setters is the individual people. But I feel like you could argue if they're gonna argue for one, I'm gonna argue back very hard. So, uh, either the jet set slash jet setters, I think either is fine.
1: I, I, you know, I, I kind of like it. Okay, after our conversation, yeah, I'm good with it.
2: Yeah, the jet set or jet setters
0: okay and what did you wager on this one
2: probably poorly 100 for us 300 for them
1: no 1 million points for us
2: yes 1 million we saved and our best negative
1: for last. 14 for them
0: and the beard and the beautiful what did you say here and what did you wager
5: uh so it kind of worked to this one so he suggested either like globetrotters or jet set and i said the only thing i know about this is those are three characters from jj the jet plane
2: it- I was like, that's that lame cartoon, JJ and the jet plane, right? Like, Or the jet yep. plane.
5: Yep. So we decided that based off of that, it's probably jet setters. So that's what we went with. And we wagered 100 for us and 300 for them.
0: Okay. Uh, well, you took pretty much all my flavor text. Uh, these are three characters or a set of jets from uh, JJ, the jet plane. Uh, this is known as the jet set. And uh, basically, it was the elite who could afford to travel around the world um, at the time. So this is the jet set. And uh, Brittany, Brittany, what happened?
4: Uh, Well, I am proud of both teams for picking up on my extremely (laughs) silly clue of JJ, the jet plane. Those are specifically the characters that are modeled after jets. Um, <laughs> I didn't name any of the non-jet characters Savannah has like eight basic jet design but the other two are like
2: Was this a hallmark jets. of your childhood because I feel like I might have been a little too old for it
4: No, it, it like I remember it existing I but I couldn't it. remember what it was called so literally when I was trying to find this I googled Thomas the tank engine but airplanes <laughs> <laughs> and it found to be the exact thing I was looking for <laughs> because that's what this was I have, um, I
5: have I have a buddy who's a commercial airline pilot, and his name's Joseph, so we call him JJ the Jet Plane. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, but unfortunately, both teams got that one right, but they also both lost two hundred points. And since Beauty and the Beard only had two hundred points to lose. We end round three with a final score of 1,800 for The Beard and the Beautiful to zero for Beauty and the
2: Beard. I'm reaching my hand over the proverbial net. Congratulations. I want to see y'all battle it out.
0: So we have reached the end of the first half, which means our advancing players are The Beard and the Beautiful, Andrew and Jeff. Our losing team is welcome to stick around and serve as a frenemy gallery and lament about how much better they would have done if only these questions had been in their round. And we'll be moving right along to the second half, right after these messages.
6: Coming this February to the PTE Network, a podcast unlike any other, except for maybe two or three. A podcast hosted by a Chicagoland trivia veteran. Is it Jay Borsum? No, not her. Is it Bernie Shaw? No, it's not her either. Is it Jeremy Goodson? just shut up and let me do my job okay where was i oh right promo it's the newest podcast on the pte network we play fantasy sports just without the sports it features drinking pointless arguments and needlessly confusing homophones welcome to draft days i'm your host jeffy donuts listen along as my guests and I draft fantasy teams of just about anything and then use made up rules to see which of us will take home the trophy and which of us is just hot dookie join us every Wednesday for another episode of draft days that's d-r-a-u-g-h-t-d-a-z-e it's a beer pun
0: listen to my dad's podcast
6: thank you lucas that was very sweet
0: And so we are in the second round, our individual round. And as a reminder, round two is going to function exactly like round one, with the exception that once one player locks in, it triggers a 30-second timer for the other team. Our team of the Beard and the Beautiful finished with 1,800 points in the first round. So we have split that, rounded it up to 1,000, and both players will start with 1,000 points here in the individual round. Jeff, are you ready?
3: Yep, and I think I need to uh, crack open a backup beer here. This is the Trophy Tough Folks Vienna Lager. Uh,
5: from right down the street here, Trophy Brewing. Very nice. Andrew, are you ready? As ready as I can be. The only way I'm winning those is if they're all Harry Potter, because statistically, that's the only thing I win at.
0: Our categories for the first section of the individual round are Step Aside Common Core, which is a math question, and now, which is a journalism question, and where is my mind, a movies question. Go ahead and send Brittany your wagers.
4: I think Dave flipped us off while we revealed these categories. So,
1: No, I didn't know if I should be vocal. I'm going to hold back until I hear the questions, but there's definitely two of these that I would have been like, can we go 500?
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, feel free to be bo- vocal after we're done reading the categories while wagers are being sent in. All right. Well, Tim, I have both players' sets of wagers.
0: Okay. So, our first question in the individual round is in the category of Step Aside Common Core, a math question. One, anything under $5 is free. Two, if you pay cash, the item is free. Three, If you don't buy an item on sale, you lose money. And four, if you pay with a credit card and people give you cash or Venmo you, you made money. These are just four of the rules of what kind of math usable by anyone. Locked in. (laughs) Andrew is locked in. Jeff, you have 30 seconds.
3: Clearly the 100, 300 thing here. Uh, Well, those are uh, logic rules. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna go with uh, logic.
0: Jeff locks in with logic. Andrew, what did you lock in with?
5: Uh, I believe that's girl math.
2: I can, I can, uh, I can think I can attest as as the, one of the girls <laughs> here. I would say girl math.
1: <laughs> yeah, my my partner would say the same.
0: <laughs> Andrew, what did you wager here?
5: Uh, one hundred on both.
0: And what about you, Jeff? I did two hundred, three hundred okay uh so as sarah correctly confirmed uh andrew is right here these are some of the rules that are used in girl math as soon
5: as you said the first one i know what the answer was (laughs) (laughs) i i I don't even know what the hell you're talking about I, i see the clips on tiktok all the time
4: yeah it was a it was a big trend online in 2023 uh, where people were sharing the rules of girl math. Anyone can use girl math, but this is girl math. So,
1: okay. All right. You return something, you make money.
4: Yep. Exactly.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And cash isn't real because you're just tracking numbers in your bank account. So, anything you have cash for is free. Yep. Okay.
3: I yeah. <laughs> consider me lost in the weeds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Brittany, what happened to the scores after question one?
4: Yeah, uh, using um, girl math and uh, regular math on this one, uh, Andrew picked up 200 points there. Jeff lost 500, which means we go into question two with a score of 1200 to 500 in Andrew's favor.
0: Question two in section one is in the category of and now a journalism question. The rest of the story was a Monday to Friday radio news program originally hosted by what ABC News Radio broadcaster and 2005 Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient? Locked in. Jeff is locked in. Andrew, you have 30 seconds.
5: I have no idea, so I'm, uh, I'm not going to delay this much longer. I'm just going to say Walter Cronkite.
0: Andrew locks in with Walter Cronkite. What did you wager on that one, Andrew?
5: Uh, 200 on both.
0: Okay, and Jeff, what did you lock in with, and what were your wagers? Uh, Paul Harvey, and uh, it was uh, 300 200 Okay, uh, Jeff locks in with Paul Harvey. Sarah, or David, did this tickle anything for you?
2: Absolutely not. Nope.
1: Oh, man. Okay. This was the category I'm okay with this being the second round.
0: <laughs> well, he signed off every episode with, and now you know the rest of the story and it was Paul Harvey.
4: Yeah, that brought uh, back a uh, nostalgic things for me uh, riding my car with my dad he would put on that show and it'd be like they talk and now the rest of the story and then it would end with and now you know and i think his son took it over
0: after he, did. he passed
4: away. Yeah. He did. Uh but you probably want to know the scores?
0: I do. I was about to ask.
4: Okay. Well, and now the rest of the scoring. Um Andrew uh, lost 400 points there Uh, but Jeff picked up that 500 he just lost so we're going into question three with a score of 800 to 1000 in favor of Jeff
0: so the lead has flipped question three is in the category of where is my mind a movie's question in the 1961 sci-fi comedy film the absent-minded professor professor brainard invents what substance that gains energy when it strikes a hard surface. The name given to the substance provides the name for the 1997 remake written by John Hughes. Locked in. Locked in. No, I guess. Do we want a three, two, we'll one this <laughs> Sure. All right. Sure. So Historically, will, that goes great. <laughs> we will say our answers in three, two, one. Flubber. flubber. Both teams locked in. Flubber. Andrew,
5: what were your wages here? 300 both ways.
0: And Jeff? 100 both ways. Okay. Uh, Yeah, this was Flubber. Um, I didn't know John Hughes wrote the remake. I didn't didn't either. either. (laughs) But uh, I was was looking. I have notes on my phone for things I want to write questions on. And the absent-minded professor was one. And I clicked on the Flubber remake. And John Hughes. I was like, hmm.
4: Do y'all remember the Flubber commercials where it was like, I think it was like Shake Your Booty and the Flubber was just like dancing all over the screen.
3: Vaguely. Okay. Yeah, I,
5: I Wasn't vaguely there like a remember. Flubber like Domino's commercial too, I think? Something like something. So.
4: Yeah, I mean, it sounds yeah. like some sort of promotional was, thing they do. It
0: was the 90s. They advertised everything for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, 90s was peak, you know, uh,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, crossover I advertising. Say, like, flubber was like Shake Your Booty, but the hamster from Dr. Doolittle was like get down tonight
5: yeah
0: oh wow you just unlocked a memory
4: <laughs> you're welcome <laughs>
0: wow i almost right. included that flubber starred will wheaton among others but uh oh, yeah. I, I went with the john hughes fact
4: yeah it was i mean robin williams was the professor but um right. Blair, but will wheaton was like his star pupil or something like that very young will wheaton
0: um uh, Brittany, we finished section one. What are our scores?
4: Well, Tim, both players got that one right, but both players pushed their points. So we are going to enter uh, the next section the way we ended this one with a score of 800 to 1,000 in favor of Jeff. And we always enter rounds the same way we leave the previous ones. That's just how this works. So <laughs> before someone's like, yeah, no, that's that's how that works, Brittany
2: why didn't that happen in the first round then
4: <laughs> well we did always enter with the same ones <laughs> left the previous round
0: all right our questions for section two in the individual round things edith wharton didn't approve which is a music question what babe a religion and mythology question and so you're saying there's a chance a movies question Go ahead and send Brittany the wages for this section. Sarah and David, any of these uh, categories stand out to you?
1: I love music and movies. And, like, the music category that you gave, like, there's something triggering. But I don't have the answer yet.
2: I don't know. My brain just went to the, like, beauty that is David Bowie in Labyrinth. And I got real distracted. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, that babe. No, that's
1: movies. That's movies. <laughs>
2: that cod piece. Oh, <laughs> choice. I'm disappointed in myself of not immediately getting the Edith Wharton reference, though. All right. Well, Tim, I do have both players' sets of wagers.
0: Okay. Our first question in section two things Edith Wharton didn't approve in music. One of the biggest crimes in music history. You 2 notoriously dropped what album to iPhone users free of charge on September 9th, 2014. Everybody remembers it happened. We're I'm gonna lock in. Jeff is locked in. Andrew, you have 30 seconds.
5: It's not gonna be long. There are not gonna be a lot of conversation because I absolutely hate YouTube. Uh see Edith Wharton. I believe row age of innocence. So I am to say the album's called age of innocence.
0: Okay. Andrew locks in with age of innocence. And what did you wager there?
5: Uh, 100 on both.
0: Okay.
3: Jeff, what did you lock in with and What were your wagers? Actually kind of took similar path to Andrew there, but I believe the album was called songs of innocence. Um, and I took, uh, I, I did
0: 200, 300. Okay. Uh, yeah everybody remembers this happening but i feel like most people don't even remember what the album was called uh the album was songs of innocence jeff is getting points on this or jeff is getting credit on this one we'll see if the points shake out that way
4: yeah and the connection was a little bit more tangential you were right uh edith wharton did write age of innocence i was just making the innocence connection there so uh william blake did have a a collection of songs of experience and songs of innocence, but um, I thought William Blake. Would oh, be I was kind of knows. thinking that that
3: was, that it was things that Don Henley wouldn't approve of. You know, of course, the end of the innocence. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. I'll take your word for that one
2: because he's coming <laughs> for, for your seat, Brittany. <laughs> I know. <laughs> am well, am I the only fine, one fine here who is old enough
0: like <that>? to remember?
2: <laughs> no, I know. I oh,
1: yeah. of innocence. I get you.
0: Okay, so Brittany, what happened to our scores after that one?
4: Oh, that's a great question, Tim. Uh, What happened there is that uh, Andrew lost 200 points there, where Jeff picked up 500. So we're going into question two with a score of Andrew with 600 and Jeff with 1,500.
0: And question two is in the category of what, babe, a religion and mythology question. What king and founder of Athens, sometimes referred to as the son of Poseidon, is responsible for slaying the Minotaur before using the string of Ariadne to escape the labyrinth. Shortly thereafter, the hero abandoned Ariadne for her younger sister, Phaedra, and set sail back to Greece. See, Sarah, you got, you got your labyrinth reference.
4: David Bowie was relevant. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm going to lock in.
0: Andrew has locked in. So we do need to put a 32nd yeah. timer on Jeff. It's
3: uh, it, it's the, is this Perseus or is this Theseus? And I think it's Perseus. So I'm going to go with that. And Jeff
0: locks in with Perseus. And what did you wager on that one?
3: <laughs>
0: I went 300, 100. Okay. And Andrew, what did you say here?
5: So I was tossed between the same two also, and I thought Theseus was closer to Athens. So I went Theseus.
0: Sarah, David, do either of you know who I, is right here? It's not great
2: because I remember this because Percy, Percy and Percy Jackson was named after Perseus, but Perseus is not that. Perseus is more famous for the one who killed Medusa because I always remember Perseus mm, is not yeah. that one. He's the other one. I don't even think Perseus is a son of Poseidon. I think he might be Zeus, and I think you're right with Theseus.
0: Well, in the Percy Jackson series, Percy is the son of Poseidon. Um, No, no,
2: no, I meant like Perseus in the the mythology. Um,
0: But one of you flipped the coin correctly. uh, And that's Andrew. This is Theseus.
3: Yeah, as soon as you mentioned Medusa, I'm like, yep, nope, I got it backwards.
4: <laughs> I wondered, Tim, if we swapped all of the words out for this question, but we still made it about Theseus, is it still the question of Theseus? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, but how about I just tell you about the waiters instead? That works um, for me. Well, Andrew picked up 400 there where Jeff lost 400, so in an 800-point swing, Jeff still holds on to the lead, but Andrew has closed the gap to 1,000 to 1,100.
0: Okay. We head to our final question in Section 2 in the category of So You're Saying There's a Chance, a movies question. Michael J. Fox, Don Amici, and Sally Field provided the voices for the main characters in what 1993 live-action Disney film?
4: I think Dave knows. (laughs) I'm almost positive I know
1: this. So (laughs) fuck you. God, where was this the first round? It was in the second half.
0: (laughs) It was waiting for you. You just needed to do better.
1: No, Sarah needed to do better. I did, yeah. She'll know. She'll know. know. That was the beer she
2: was supposed to bring me here. You had real high hopes for me and I did not bring it
0: i'm gonna lock in jeff is locked in andrew you have 30 seconds I'm
5: trying to think of live action things that would require voices so i'm automatically thinking things with animals it's not babe that has animals in it but i think that was a little later uh michael G. fox was a dog in something i'm trying to remember what it was homeward bound homeward bound
0: okay uh and what did you wager there uh 300 on both okay so you locked in with homeward bound and jeff what did you lock in with
3: well uh andrew with the exact same mental path that i went and got to the exact same place uh so yeah homeward bound the incredible journey was what i uh, ended up locking in with and i had 100 200
0: okay and uh david did they get this right
1: same fucking answer
4: (laughs) fuck you
0: (laughs) I think the phrase you're looking for is my entire ass, Tim.
4: Uh, <laughs> Jay might have that
1: copyright. Uh, no, I, I haven't talked to Jay yet. Yeah, she, she hasn't given it to me yet.
0: <laughs> and I think we have uh, pulling a Scott here. Uh, mm-hmm. As Andrew, with at the very, very last second, did get the correct answer of Homeward Bound, The
5: Incredible Journey
4: might I say, that was an incredible journey that
5: you went through. (laughs) But I was was not lost in San Francisco. Uh, And And I will say,
4: uh, so you're saying there's a chance is very literal because Michael J. Fox's character was named Chance.
5: Oh, Uh, I would have come to that faster phone and thought about that.
4: Also, I don't know what it was about the early to mid 90s where they did a sequel that started with home and then the or they did a movie that started with home and then the sequel was lost in a big city. So you had Home Alone and Home Alone 2 lost in New York. And then you had Homeward Bound, Homeward Bound 2 lost in San Francisco. Michael J. Fox is basically the dogs of Kevin McAllister's.
0: Okay, so, Brittany, what happened to our wagers coming out of Section 2?
4: Uh well, very interestingly, uh, each player only missed one in this in this section, but with the way the points shook out, we have a tie going into the next section. Both Andrew and Jeff have a thousand, which means the first half of this round didn't matter. I'm just kidding,
5: <laughs>
0: except to piss David off.
4: Yes,
5: till that's my blood pressure. <laughs>
0: All right, our categories in Section 3 are Can I Get a Refund, a business question, Deciduous Galvanic Dentata, which is a television question, and Members of the Alphabet Mafia, a history question. So go ahead and get Brittany your wagers for this section.
4: Uh, Tim, I have both players' sets of wagers.
0: Okay, so we enter the second half of the second half, also known as the fourth quarter, Uh, With the category, can I get a refund, a business question. Caveat emptor is a Latin phrase, meaning what? The phrase is used in contract law and addresses the idea of information asymmetry, meaning one side of the contract may have more knowledge than the other.
2: Sarah, I saw you like slump your shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I don't do well. It's like you treat your tricky with your category names or meet your like Actual categories are meaningless It's like do you think you don't know it And you're going to bet like no points Huh gonna lock it's going to be something you know
0: Jeff is locked in So I do need to trigger a 30 second timer For Andrew
5: So uh, My degree Is criminal justice uh, But business law Is super boring to me Uh, let's see it's breaking some down uh empty is empty 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 uh caveat caveat uh
0: i need an answer
5: buy at your own risk i don't know
0: okay and and what did you wager on that one
5: uh 100 for me 200 for him
0: okay and jeff what did you lock in with and what was your wager
3: I locked in with buyer beware, uh, which, like, yeah, I'll I'll let you scores figure that one out. Uh, I locked in. It was uh, 200,
0: 300. Yeah, we have to do some uh, looking up here.
4: Yeah, I'm looking it up. And I think based on what Jeff's answer was.
0: Yeah, I mean, any translator would would. Okay, so after doing after doing some research, we are going to give credit to both teams. Uh, officially, the answer is "let the buyer beware." Uh, however, we did determine that "buy at your own risk" is essentially the same uh, same spirit, same idea. So, we are going to award credit to both players.
5: Thank you, gracious trivia hosts. <laughs>
4: uh,
0: Brittany, what happened to our wagers there?
4: Uh, Well, let the player beware Latin phrases, I guess. Uh, But both players are getting credit for that one. And both players are losing 100 points as a result of that. So (laughs) um, we will enter the next question with a score of 900 to 900.
0: Okay. Our second question is in the category of deciduous galvanic dentata, which is a television question. Howie Mandel and Dave Coulier both shared responsible. Er, Howie Mandel and Dave Coulier both shared responsibility for voicing Baby Beaker and the baby version of what other Muppet who would grow up to face off against the likes of Buddy Rich, Harry Belafonte, Questlove, and Dave Grohl. Locked in. Andrew is locked in. Jeff, you have thirty seconds. I'm trying to figure out where Iron Tree Teeth
3: come into this and. I feel like if it's the musician one who's going to go up against Buddy Rich, Harry Belafonte, Questlove, and Dave Grohl, those are all drummers. Uh, the, the drummer was uh, was Animal, so I'm going to say Animal. And what were your wagers?
0: Uh, mine were 100, 200. Okay, uh, Andrew, what did you lock in with, and what were your wagers?
5: I locked in with animal also based strictly on the drumming, and I have no idea what the clue means. I don't know if animal has big teeth; I can't remember or not. But so that's what I went with. My wagers were two hundred for me, three hundred for him.
0: And David, we got a Muppets question.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) Now you give it to me. So wait, wait, wait. Jay, she can sue me. I don't give a shit. My fucking ass, right there, all of it.
5: I, th- I think we're playing golf because I just saw a double birdie.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> double birdie. This shit.
4: Yeah. Um, and Wait, that, that, <laughs> yeah, deciduous galvanic dentata is just a way of saying electric baby teeth because galvanism is another type of electricity.
3: Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, so yes, the answer on here was animal. <laughs> Wait, we both lost a hundred on that again, didn't we? <laughs>
4: Mm-hmm. I did I think not. Dave, Dave's did out not. the best.
1: I did not. I came out ahead.
0: Yeah. Dave lost his no, cool. Wait, wait.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but yeah, as predicted uh by Andrew, both players did in fact lose another hundred points on that one. So we are going into the last question of the section with a score of eight hundred to eight hundred.
2: You guys better cut it out and start getting points. <laughs> Yo.
4: <Hey-o. laughs>
0: You ought to yeah. know that one.
2: Oh, I, I, I
0: really just found it fascinating that Howie Mandel and Dave Coulier voiced that, that same character. Uh, fun fact in the rebooted version in like 2020, it's D Bradley Baker who voiced all the clones in mm-hmm. the, uh, star Wars clone wars
2: and mm-hmm. Olmec and legends of the hidden temple
0: and a, Olmec in legends and legends of and the a hidden Temple. bunch of other shit. Oh yeah. He's <laughs> one of the most prolific voice actors in history. Uh, but we're not here to be a D. Bradley Baker Stan podcast, uh, but we are.
5: Aren't we? <laughs> if you want to start one, though, let me know.
0: Uh, next up in the category of members of the alphabet mafia, a history question. The bomb, also known as a cryptological bomb, was an electromagnetic device built by Harold Keane for the Brits in World War II. The device was used to crack German Enigma messages and was designed by what individual who used the Polish bomba as a starting point? Sarah looks like she knows this.
4: Locked in.
5: in. (laughs) I'm locked in.
0: Andrew is locked in. Jeff, you have 30 seconds.
3: Yeah, I'm coming up with not very much here uh, because I know, like, you know, when I think of cracking. German Enigma messages. I think of Alan Turing, and I can't get past that, even though I know he wasn't an engineer. He was the computer guy, you know, designing all the computer stuff. So I'm just going to say Alan Turing because I got nothing else.
0: Okay. And what was your wager?
5: Uh, 300, 100.
0: (laughs) Okay. Andrew, what did you lock in with?
5: So I'm currently covering World War II with my kids right now. And we didn't talk about this. We did talk about the Navajo Codebreaker stuff. But I was reading through this when I was going through this stuff. And it's a name I'm probably gonna mispronounce. Uh, but it's something like like Rajuski. Some Rajuski is one to go with it. That's how it's pronounced, something like that.
0: Okay. And Sarah, you seemed to Oh, know
2: I maybe I was more confident than that on, but I assumed that what did you call it, the alphabet mafia? I assumed that was. Uh, pointing towards touring because of how that's usually usually refers to the lgbtq plus community
0: andrew what did you uh wager here
5: uh three for me one for him i believe yeah three for me one for him
0: okay so the polish version was designed uh by rizewski or (laughs) rizewski Um however we were asking for the British version, and this okay. is Alan Turing. Uh who did design the British version based off of the Polish design. Yeah. Uh, but it was so built by Harold I, I
5: see where you are
4: with I <laughs> know I
2: feel almost feel like that's a that's a harder question. I, you know,
5: so I think I got the harder one. <laughs> right. I,
0: think, I yeah, couldn't think like... of Turing.
4: But yeah, you, no, Alan you, Turing.
0: You did uh, get the harder question, <laughs> but unfortunately, it's not the question we
4: asked. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you get heart points yeah, from all the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, those don't translate to actual frenemy points, just, you know. <laughs>
0: uh, so, Brittany, what happened to our scores as we leave section yeah. three?
4: And just an important point in what Sarah talked about, but yeah, Alan Turing was a member of the LGBTQIA community um and unfortunately when he came out it was still a criminal act to be a homosexual so he actually had a lot of his honors stripped away from him in his lifetime and he ended up in prison because of you know who he chose to love which sucks and shouldn't be a thing in human history but it is but i'm glad like we've made some progress but there's still more progress to go but i just wanted to make sure we mentioned that that was a major part of who he was and it's not a crime
0: absolutely you're here
4: Um, But as far as what we did with the scores there, uh, we're no longer tied um, because Jeff picked up 400 points and Andrew lost 400 points. Um, So we're going to enter the final section with a score of 400 for Andrew and 1,200 for Jeff.
0: Okay, so we enter our final three questions and our three categories are Blues Streveler, a video games question, Someone take the hammer from Billy Corgan, a language question. And Sherman's Marvelous Madams, which is a music question. So go ahead and lock in your final wagers. I would ask how you guys feel about these final categories, but I don't think you have any idea.
4: Tim, how do you feel about these final categories?
1: Well, Chicago Land. so Billy Corgan hits his chord. So, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, they all sound terrible, which means I'm going <laughs> to know them all. Like that's the theme for me tonight. We're going to we're going to give you a, a round of 3 and all the questions will be about physics and it'll be a stuff I don't know, but when it's like stuff I shouldn't know, I've been on the ball tonight. I am so
4: awful at physics. I can't ima- like I can't imagine that I would write a good physics question or like I would write something and be like, "Oh, I'm sure this is so easy." And it's like the easiest thing in physics. And then, of course, I'd have you mass play times you'd what? be like, This is a heretofore unexplored field of well, quantum physics. If you ever physics.
2: want to increase the physics content of, of your questions, let me know. Yeah, yeah, it's
4: a great time to mention that we are welcoming guest hosts and guest writers this No, season, I saw so that. I was tempted.
2: If I, I'm i having, I know I'm having the semester from hell, or else I would. Um, that might be. Well, the good news is, is we'll probably still be going after
4: the semester is over. Cause, Hopefully. I mean, like with this season even, because we're looking at, what, 16 episodes plus a tournament, so.
0: I thought that there was a case, I can't find the question now, but I thought there was a, a round where, when when Sarah was on her first episode, we didn't get to a physics question. There, I
2: think so, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, well. Uh, Tim, for the final time tonight, I do have both players' sets of wagers.
0: Okay, our first question in the final section in Blues Streveller, a video games question. Professor Bagura is the main villain in what series of video games? The series, which has also been called Dyna Blaster in Europe, debuted in 1983. Though Bagura didn't make his first appearance until 94. The most recent iteration of the game, R2, was released on September 12th, 2023.
2: I feel like there were words in that question that were wholly new to me. <laughs> well,
1: there were words. Yeah. And I'd agree with you on that. I'll
5: look in.
0: Andrew's locked in. Jeff, you have 30 seconds.
3: Yeah. Um, I've got absolutely nothing here. Uh, the the only thing I have to go on is uh, wondering if the Blues Traveler thing means popper or something. Uh, so I'm going to say the popper game. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Jeff locks in with the popper game. And what were your wagers here? Uh, 100, 300. Okay. Andrew, what did you lock in with and what were your wagers?
5: So I'm picturing this guy... And I think he has like a blue, like a blue clothes, and like a red cape, something like that. I believe the game was Bomberman. I was trying to, I was keep conflating Bomberman and like Mega Man in my head. I think this one's Bomberman. And I bet it 200 for me and 300 for him.
0: Okay. Uh, Sarah or David, did either of you know this one?
2: Oh, absolutely not. No. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, Andrew did know this one. Uh, This one was Bomberman, and I specifically said until 94 because the iteration in which Bagura made his appearance was just called Bomberman 94. So, Brittany, what happened to our wagers? Yeah. Our scores?
4: Yeah. Uh, Well, before I say that, I will explain the clue category because it's probably the stretchiest clue I have written in that when I was trying to find in that when I was writing the clues, I realized I couldn't parody Spider-Man because does whatever a bomber can is a very inappropriate (laughs) clue (laughs) for several reasons. Um, So I was trying to come up with something else. And then I ran across this thing where apparently in the Canadian Football League, there are the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Bombers. And they just re-signed a player called Christian Streveler, making him a bomber man. So... (laughs) They Please, are the uh, Blues wow. traveler. <laughs> which is the, the stretchiest, weirdest clue I've ever given, but it was Bomberman. And we have a lead switch because Andrew picked up 500 and Jeff lost 400. We enter question two, the penultimate of the game, with a score of 900 to 800 in favor of Andrew.
5: Well, on the plus side, I can't, I will get to hear all the questions. No matter We will what, get to no. hear all
4: the questions, yes.
0: <laughs> Our penultimate question in the category of someone take the hammer from Billy Corgan, a language question. What borrowed word is defined as the general trend of thought, feeling, or tastes characteristic of a particular period of time and literally translates to spirit of the time? Locked in. Jeff is locked in. Andrew, glad. you have thirty seconds.
5: Uh jump through to thought, feeling, taste, characteristic, period of time. So, ghost tempo, ghost hour. Uh, ingenue. I don't know, ingenue.
0: All right, Andrew locks in with ingenue. And what did you wager here?
5: Uh, unfortunately I wagered 300 on me and 100 on him.
0: And Jeff, what was your lock in and what was your wagers?
5: Uh, I'm
3: not really sure what this has to do with the smashing pumpkins, but I went with zeitgeist, uh, and my wagers were 300, 200.
0: Okay. (laughs) I looked like David had a realization as soon as Jeff saw, uh, Jeff said his answer. Um, this was zeitgeist. This is where we get the word zeitgeist. Uh, Brittany can probably explain what that has to do with the sm- Smashing
4: Pumpkins. I can barely explain what it has to do. So, Dave, you seem like you know it better than it's, I do.
1: It's an album.
4: Yeah, it's just an album. By it's the one of their
1: pumpkins. latest albums. Oh,
3: um, okay. Yeah I, I, yeah, I stopped paying attention after... uh Well, no, Ador, Zeitgeist, I, I believe, <laughs> came after... So when the Pumpkins
1: stopped, they became Swan, which right. did, like, two albums, and then yep. they came back to the Pumpkins, which Darcy left... Unfortunately, and yeah. that album I believe is
3: Zeitgeist. Oh, okay, I yeah. gotcha.
4: See, way so more in go. depth than I was able to go. So, but yeah, Zeitgeist is a Smashing Pumpkins I album. You know, and will no one think of the Pumpkins? Yeah.
3: Let, leave it to the Chicago person
0: to put I'm a Smashing Pumpkins Chicago. glue in there.
4: <laughs> um, <Yeah.
0: laughs> Brittany, as we enter the final question, where do our scores stand?
4: Well, the lead switched back in a big way uh, because Andrew lost 400 there and Jeff picked up 500 this time. So in a 900 point swing the other way around, uh, we enter the final question with a score of 500 for Andrew and 1300 for Jeff.
0: Our final question of the night is in Sherman's Marvelous Madams, which is a music question. What New York-born rapper made his commercial debut with the single This Is Why I'm Hot? The rapper never found the same level of success, but did appear on a 2008 remix of Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. I'm locked in. Andrew is locked in for the final time. Jeff, you have 30 seconds.
3: I got absolutely nothing. Uh, This is why I'm hot. (laughs) Uh... I was going to go with, uh, like, Eva or something, but then you said his, so I'm like, hmm, no, that's not it. Uh, I mean, Sherman's Marvelous Madams. I do need an answer. 50 cent. I don't know. Okay. Uh,
0: and what did you wager here? Um, I went 200-100. Uh, All right. And Andrew, what did you lock in with, and what was your wager?
5: Uh, so I believe the long version of the name is "Music is My Savior." I believe this is Mims. I think I heard this on a podcast like three months ago, and it stuck with me. And I wagered one hundred for me and two hundred for him.
0: Okay, uh, Sarah and David, did you know this one?
2: No, I, <laughs> I knew saw the Sarah song.
0: singing the song.
2: I knew the song, but I had absolutely no idea who who did it.
0: Yeah, everybody knows the song. Nobody knows who sings it. It was. Uh... Music is my savior. Mims is the answer we were looking for there for our final question tonight. So, Brittany, how do our scores shake out?
4: Well, Tim, uh, before I reveal that, to keep us in suspense, I'm going to explain the clue category. So the Sherman brothers uh, wrote the song in The Sword and the Stone called The Marvelous Madam Mim. So Sherman's Marvelous Madam's. With Marvelous, Madam Mims, because it's plural. Um,
5: okay. <laughs>
4: Jeff Good. is face palming, and Sarah is crying. I think so. Nah, um just why
2: I've been, I'm so happy with that yeah. like pun and oh, that clue that I'm just so long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but on that question, Jeff
4: lost three hundred. Andrew picked up three hundred, but unfortunately was unable to catch Jeff's lead, and we do end uh-huh. the game. With Jeff as as our leader, uh, with a final score of a thousand to eight hundred,
0: and that does mean the that does mean the end of our game. It was a fantastic game with wild swings. Uh, I really didn't know how that was going to shake out. Um, but Jeff, you are our best frenemy of the week, and you will be invited back for our tournament of frenemies. But before you go, we want to give you a chance to plug anything you want to plug. So the floor is yours. Okay, well, I guess I'll plug my
3: band. We're called the Datacorns. Uh, fellow PTE frequent guest Mike Mod is also a member. Uh, just look us up on Spotify or wherever you get your music. Uh, we have a lyric video out on YouTube. Uh, we're called the Datacorns. It's like unicorns, except dad. And uh, you can probably figure out what our songs are about from that name. Uh, so yeah, um, that's all I got to
0: support your local businesses, folks. Well, we appreciate you being on next over to Andrew. The floor is yours to plug anything you have to plug.
5: Uh, don't really have anything to plug because I'm not really involved in anything, but, uh, it's election year. So vote, be nice, love each other. Uh, and yeah, pay attention to what people are stand for before you vote for them don't just vote based on what letters next to their name
0: well we appreciate that uh david let's throw it over to you to plug anything you have to plug uh
1: really nothing to plug as like unfortunately i'm not hosting pub trivia anymore um however if you're in the Chicag- chicagoland area my uh my partner actually score keeps for a company called go for It. So I'm going to go ahead and throw a plug out for them. Um, Check them out. Go for it. Entertainment. Go for it on Facebook. Um, Might be good. And uh, beyond that, be excellent to each other.
0: Absolutely. And finally, Sarah, the floor is yours.
2: Okay, we're filming this at the beginning of February, and that is Black History Month in the U.S. Take the time to educate yourself on um, black history and current practices in anti-racism and how to be an ally. If you have the money, uh, donate to local and national organizations um, that support Um, The black community, such as Black Lives Matter and NAACP, they have a legal defense fund that always accepts donations. Also be excellent to one another. That's always a great way to do it. And always support public policies and uh, elect figures that have policies that are more inclusive and less exclusive and detrimental for those from historically marginalized groups
0: absolutely Brittany you have any final thoughts
4: uh no this was a lot of fun I'm glad we had everyone on um the questions definitely went a lot of different ways and I didn't know how this night was gonna go so I really appreciate everyone being here and spending their time with us and playing our silly little games and listening to our silly categories and uh well my silly categories because I will you know take full responsibility for the pain i put our guests through so uh what about you tim
0: no i had a lot of fun with this one so uh ready to call it a night and we'll look forward to next week but that will do it for us here at frenemy trivia make sure to follow us at frenemy trivia on facebook x instagram threads and blue sky To find us and our sister shows, Pub Trivia Experience, Boozy Bracketology, Verboten, and our newest show, Draft Days, as well as our community pages, Patreon, and to be on our show, check out our website at ptepodcasts.com slash links. That's PTE Podcasts with an S at the end. slash links even if you can't support us financially which we understand you can always support us by subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app or your least favorite app we're there too for frenemy trivia i've been tim
4: i've been Brittany.
5: i've been andrew i've been david
2: i've been sarah
3: and i've been jeff and we'll see you next week